You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing ninety seven podcast. Yeah, and I, I got to give credit to uh, to John and Trestle and, and and just the the process. You know, I basically called him up and say said I've got this crazy idea and a whole bunch of changes I want to make and uh, you know through their um, process and back and forth and and it's always good to have a different eye a different take and and um, yeah they definitely help help uh, influence version two and, and John, I actually have a question for John I, I get this question all the time from people you know well they start with oh man that's a great idea why didn't I think of that and it's quickly followed up by you know what's it like starting a business uh specifically in the fly fishing industry and i can tell you i'm having a blast with it but I, i'd be curious to to hear your your perspective it's been absolutely a blast you know i uh it's definitely you alluded to it you know it's it's harder uh than a lot of people think and i know for me it uh started out you know we started on kickstarter about three and a half years ago now um and for us, you know, it started, Morgan and myself were, we had an engineering firm, we were designing products for other brands and other industries. And, uh, and I was like, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. Um, you know, we were doing a lot of medical device design and that paid the bills, but I really did not enjoy it at all. and kind of dreaded going to work, which was sort of the opposite of why I wanted to start a business. And. Uh, so every time I got an outdoor product, like mountain bike space or the fly fishing space, I'd get real excited and passionate. So when, when I started it, that's that's what I wanted to do, and that's definitely has not changed. I'm still extremely excited every single day to go to work, and it's it's the reason I'm able to to you know work hard and, and stay at work a long time is because I, I really do enjoy it. Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. We focus on guides, conservation, resort managers, gear, and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. Theflycrate.com is your source for all things fly fishing. The Fly Crate offers a monthly fly club. We select patterns every month for your home waters. With membership, you'll receive flies created to match the hatch in your area, along with the Fly Crate's guide magazine, the convenience of having flies delivered right to your door, some sweet stickers. Discover new patterns and start stocking your fly boxes now. Theflycrate.com. Here's your host, Mark Hopley. Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Thanks for tuning in this time around. We've got a couple of guys uh, on the podcast that have been here before, but we uh, thought we'd better touch base and see what kind of good things they've been up to. We've got from Lidrig, Scott Wilday out of Denver, Colorado, and we've got John Smiggy from Trestle. Guys, thanks so much for coming on the podcast again. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so... Tell us what you guys have been up to. Uh, Scott, why don't we start with you? Because I know you got a, a lot of things on the go right now. Uh, why don't you tell the folks what you've been up to since we last spoke, which was, well, probably over a year ago now. Yeah, I think, uh, I was looking at the calendar, I think it's uh, just about a year here. But it's been a busy year, to say the least. And, uh, yeah, we're excited, uh, especially having John on the line here. Um, we've come a long way as far as the the product and design goes uh with john's help and, and trestle I should say john and morgan um 
love working with them and, and really focused on uh, improving the product and, and getting it market ready. And um, yeah, we're huh. looking to turn some heads here in the near future. Well, Scott, with your with your uh, lid rig line nippers, the the tool that you've kind of been working on here for the past few years, and I know you've really got it dialed in now. Um, how's that process been going? And and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think we learned a lot, <laughs> uh, and I credit our uh, I'm using air quotes, which you can't see, but uh, our ambassadors that uh, and I, we've really kind of focused on creating a uh, feedback loop. Um, so everybody that's been using LidRig uh, version one, it, you know, it's mandatory. Uh, I was on the phone with them all the time, gathering as much feedback as possible. You know, what do you like about the product? What do you not like about the product? And really just compiled a, a, a rather large list of, of improvements and changes, and uh, which is probably a, a good segue. It's the next step was figuring out what to do with that list and, um, you know, right place, right time, got introduced to the guys over at Trestle and, uh, yeah, they really are helping take, take the product to the next level. So, so tell us about that. Uh, maybe you can chime in here, John, how, how did you guys hook up and, and tell us, uh, what you've been working on together exactly? Yeah. So, uh, we actually got connected, uh, from some of the guys, I think mutual friends of Scott and myself, uh, the guys over at Duke of Fish, uh, Christian Bacasa and, and his crew. Um, I, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, Scott. I think you guys either went on a fishing trip with some other brands or, or did something, and and one thing led to another. And uh, Christian kind of connected us and said, "Hey, you know, I was familiar with uh, the nippers and lid rig already just from Instagram and seeing." Uh, friends of mine used the product, and uh, Scott uh, connected with us, and uh, we kind of took it from there as far as working on uh, the second generation of that product. That's awesome. I, you know, it, it almost seems like it's just, you say six degrees of separation, it seems more like one. <laughs> it's like everybody in this industry <laughs> seems to cross paths at some point, and it's uh, pretty cool when you get a couple of like-minded individuals together and work on some projects. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I can, I'll second that, and John, you've been in it longer than than I have, but literally everybody I've come across uh, has been super friendly, super willing to help, and and uh, yeah, help Blade Ring get off the ground here. So it's been been fun as a new product, new new startup company, um, specifically in the in the fly fishing space. John, tell us a, a little bit about what, what you've been up to with Trestle and, and your rod lockers. How are those going for you? Oh, good. Um, yeah, we we launched our own version 2.0 of that product uh, at the beginning of the year. And obviously with, you know, the uh, pandemic and everything, things were uh, very scary and a little bit um, uncertain there for a while. But uh, mm. the product's been been doing phenomenal it's been um, really well received we're starting to get a lot of uh, a lot of reviews showing up all over the internet and magazines and shows and all very very positive so we're we're extremely proud of where we're at with that product and we're proud of uh, our apparel line as well has been really growing and mm-hmm. um, we're we're very very excited to release we've got about four or five new products uh, this year that are going to be uh, hitting the shelves so we're pr- pretty excited about it 
Good stuff. Good stuff. John, John, mine's in the mail, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scott's been Scott's been wanting yeah. CRC for a little while. At this point, I'm not sending him one on purpose. <laughs> Is he doing your QC control or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll put it. I'll put it through the paces for you. <laughs> <laughs> give it a give it a will day workout, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> you nailed it, Mark. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm going to, before we jump too far into this, I want to ask you guys, because I kind of changed the format of the show a little bit since we last spoke. And uh, I'm going to start with you, Scott. When you're driving to the river, uh, what are you listening to in your truck? What kind of music? Oh, man. Good question. You know, it depends on the weather, I think. <laughs> uh, I've been on a, a, a reggae kick. Ah. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. I listen to a little bit of everything, but uh, I, I seem to be bouncing back and forth between uh, some of some new age reggae, like Dirty Heads, mm-hmm. uh, Sublime with Rome, and then uh, a lot of country yeah. as well. So That sounds pretty laid yeah, back. Yeah, I, I'm all over the place, yep. <laughs> right on. John, what about you? What are you listening to on, on Route to the Water? You know, I'm, I'm sort of similar to Scott in that my, my playlist on Spotify is really random. I think it'd be confusing for someone to try to listen to my like songs consecutively. They're kind of <laughs> all over, but I, I like, uh, you know, it's pretty weird. All of a sudden you'll get a hip hop song coming off of some real indie rock and roll song. But, um, I really like the band called the growlers or Los growlers, uh, kind of a, a surf rock band and, uh, a band called camp. Uh, that's kind of been, I've been into lately. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. What's one fly pattern, Scott, that you cannot live without if you had to pick one fly out of your box? What does it look like? Name it. It looks like a mouse. <laughs> I've been having a blast using, <laughs> using a mouse pattern uh, going for bass and pike. Um, a little lower elevation, obviously, in, in Denver than, than the mountains. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a hoot just uh, being out on a paddleboard going for those so john what about you what's what's your go-to in fly patterns you know i think if i had to pick one fly uh, i don't even use it that much right now but i'd probably pick a green muddler minnow if i had to pick one mm-hmm. i don't think there's a fish i don't think there's a fish you can't catch with that fly yeah you fishing that dry or wet both I yeah think you can i usually i usually for rainbows you know i'll fish it pretty deep but I fished it across the top, kind of like a mouse before, and I've even caught, um, I've actually caught quite a few pike with that fly, oddly enough. Well, I believe it. I think it looks a lot like a sculpin, and and also I know brookies love it too, subsurface and otherwise. Sometimes I think it looks like a caddis on top if you're on a dry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In fact, there's some um, cutthroat here in town, some sea run cutthroat that I'll just cast it out and dead drift it almost like a salmon fly, and they love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I change my answer? Sure. <laughs> Green. So send send one of those with the uh, CRC, would you? <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite place, Scott, to talk fly fishing? Is there a pub, coffee shop, you know, somewhere in your neighborhood, a uh, fly shop that you like to frequent and get your fix on fly fishing? You know, I don't know if i have a specific location um but i talked to just about everybody i was at the post office today actually saw a guy with uh 
Angler's All bumper sticker, big big fly shop uh, here in town, and um, an Avid Max sticker. So, I mean, of course, I'm going to go talk to the guy and uh, show him what Lid Rig's all about. So, I, I, I keep him mobile, I think. Right on. But, uh, can't hold me down, Mark. That's good. <laughs> John, what about you? Is there somewhere you like to go in the Olympia area to talk fishing, get your fill? You know, in the Olympia area, not not a real uh, fly fishing centric or centered type place. Uh, you know, there's definitely fishing to be had, but it's not it's nothing like a mountain town. Uh, it's nothing like Denver or, or you know Littleton area or, or Montana. But uh, you know, there's a there's a shop on the east side uh, called Red's Fly Shop that I, I definitely enjoy. Uh, stopping by they've got a really good group of guys that i'll usually you know shoot it with and, and talk all things fishing so I, I guess that'd be my pick yeah scott who do you follow sports wise i mean you got lots to choose from in denver who's your go-to can't you pick on can't you pick on john first a little bit here <laughs> well, i'm pretty sure he's gonna say seahawks but uh and you're probably gonna say broncos but i could be totally wrong well uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big hockey guy, actually. Right. So, uh, yeah, big Avs fan. Cool. Right on. They going to finish the season? I think I keep hearing rumblings about that. I don't know. I don't know what to believe yeah, anymore. Yeah, I sure hmm. hope so. I mean, if they don't, it's uh, the Avs were. This was their year, so I, yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind. Uh, wouldn't mind seeing them finish it out. That's for sure. Yeah, you guys were strong for sure. Um, John, what about you? What's your go-to in sports? You know, definitely not not the Seahawks. I'm actually not much of a of a football fan. Um, I uh, I've kind of been a an MMA guy my whole life, so that's pretty much the only sport I really follow. Um, so I guess I'd say, uh, you know, like the UFC and other mixed martial arts yeah. associations. Fair enough. That's why I'm glad I'm glad we're on the same team, John. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I was any good at it, Scott. I just felt like watching. <laughs> you have That's to. Fair. I'll still take it. You start throwing lid rigs at him. <laughs> you can only fend him off so much yeah. with that with that rod case. <laughs> when you're when you're not fly fishing, Scott, you're usually doing what? Hanging with my little man, uh, three year old. So, yeah, we're. Uh, you know, earlier today, well, I was actually up on a fishing trip, I guess two weekends ago, found a carcass. I'm pretty sure it was a moose, but, um, so the bones were dried out. So tossed a couple in, uh, in the trunk, uh, a couple bones, brought them back and buried them in his sandbox. So, uh, yeah, earlier today we were digging up dinosaur bones. So... <laughs> You know, you, 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 usually something along those I just, lines. I just about <laughs> fell off my chair. <laughs> You're bringing moose carcass home for for the little guy to dig up. Is that? What... Well, yeah, that okay. moose carcass turned T Rex carcass. So, oh, yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, I did ask, John. <laughs> I'm afraid what you guys are going to get. Are you, are you guys into the beer and wine already? I need to know that. Uh, I was into it earlier, but I've, I'm not into it right now. I'm, I'm waiting till after this. 
the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you wanted to do it earlier, right? Yeah. Okay. I get yeah. It. It's not. It's exactly right. Yeah. I, I'm driving home from the day job, and my phone's lighting up. These guys are like, "Can we do it earlier? Can we do it earlier?" And then I find out the reason is you got something cold sitting on the counter there. So, all right. Uh, you can drink and 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 podcast. You know that. It's not illegal. I don't know. Good to know. John, when you're not fly fishing, you're doing what? Um, I, you know, I'm I'm probably working. If I'm, I'm being honest, I tend to. That's pretty much what I do these days. But if I'm doing something uh, recreational, I'll probably, uh, you know, doing something fitness related. I, I like uh, that type of stuff. So probably, uh, we'll say uh, jujitsu or something like that. Yeah. Biggest lesson you've learned through fly fishing, Scott, is there anything that kind of sticks with you on a day-to-day basis since you kind of got involved with the fly rod that you've learned? Patience. (laughs) In one word. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, just, you know, starting a company, obviously, uh, is a lot harder than people think, and and you just got to be patient with it, especially – I'm preaching to the choir, John, but the manufacturing side, the process, uh, the, the learning curve, you just got to be patient. And, and uh, you know, that trickles down to being on the water, actually fishing, down to uh, if you were to ask my son, you know, what's, what's the most important, you know, about fishing, he's going to tell you, be patient. So, um, hmm. yeah, one word for me, kind of sums it up. John, uh, similar lines, or uh, what's your takeaway from the sport? Um, you know, for me, I think uh, it's one of the only things, if not the only thing, that gets me to actually relax. Um, so I'd say it, it's taught me to kind of disconnect and find a little bit of quiet time, I guess, um, to not be doing other things. So Yeah, it is really good for that. I find that, too. It's just you kind of... Whatever you got going on in your world, it just kind of, you know, goes out the window for for a little bit, which is sometimes a good thing. Um, let's talk about, and I'm going to try and air this before the show. So I, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about the fly fishing showcase that you guys came together to kind of walk us down that how that uh, how you guys decided to even do it and um i'm sure that's been keeping you plenty busy these days well john why don't we start with you yeah so uh we're we're very excited you know trestle's going to be uh, exhibiting at the showcase uh on saturday and you know as you know we've been uh, heavily involved with that and uh my my partner morgan and i um putting that together and and trying to get brands involved and, and people and obviously what really sparked it is all the canceled shows that, um, you know, trade shows and consumer shows that were scheduled for the year that Trestle wanted to be a part of. We had already started that circuit and kind of got the rug pulled out from under us. And so many of our friends, people we know in the industry had the exact same situation. So we wanted to find a way to, you know, help promote this show and get the word out that, you know, this is a way to come together for the community and, and uh, not only just to, display products, but also just to kind of bring people together in that void that's happened, you know, with fly tying and, and, you know, various film festivals and things like that. So we've been 
working hard to try to spread the word and we're pretty excited to see how it's going to work and we've got our our booth uh, and our live stream uh, laptop all set up in our shop right now with our trade show uh, booth backdrop and uh, ready to go for saturday that's cool and and so obviously this is a little time sensitive because once i put a podcast out it could it could be there forever so we're talking about june the 13th 2020 so that's uh i'm going to try and air this on uh, thursday or friday so basically this weekend uh the fly fishing showcase scott from your side of things um dial us in on on this this project is, how much work has it been and and uh how do you where do you see it i mean is this something you're going to do hopefully every year moving forward yeah, we're from a Lydia perspective. I mean, they were thankful for uh, for John and and the Trestle team being involved and uh, kind of looping us in. But it's going to be our first show, period. <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's great that it's it's virtual. Uh, you know, a new new concept, which obviously Lydrig uh, is taking an old concept, making putting a new spin on it. Um, so I think it fits well and, and to top it off, we're, we're just about to launch. We're kind of using the show as, as a good way to, um, show a lot of people that what the product is, who we are as a company, where we want to go. And, um, yeah, we're going to hopefully be hitting shoves here, uh, in the very near future. And this is just a, a an exciting platform to kind of kick it off for us. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited about it. Um, Fly Fishing 97 podcast is, is we're, we're part of it. And uh, we got a booth set up and I've got, um, I, I got three people. I'm going to have, uh, I believe Devin Sieben is uh, committed to come on. He's going to uh, tie some flies. We're going to chat all things fly fishing. We got fishing with Brandon and uh, my buddy Steve Hogg, who uh, basically is, is uh, he's been on the podcast before. We're going to sit down and, and have a chin wag. And we've got, <clears throat> we went and uh, did uh, a, a bunch of hats up and some stickers. And hopefully we can uh, show the folks what we're up to. And maybe some of the, some of the upcoming shows we've got uh, down the pipe. Pretty, uh, pretty exciting. We've, we've definitely got some, some shows in the bag now. Like what I'm finding guys, just so you know, is like, um, the time sensitive stuff, I want to get it out there when it's, um, but, but this, the one thing about this, uh, you know, this COVID-19, uh, scenario is, is people have time. So I've actually, before all the guides really got out and hit the water, people really wanted to talk. I think there's a lot of people that, um, found a lot of different podcasts and as a good avenue of, um, kind of getting their fix. Does that, does that sound reasonable? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think, uh, I can attest to it just personally. Um, you know, it's definitely allowed me to want to, you know, connect with people and talk to people more than I maybe normally, you know, would have. Yeah. What about you, Scott? I'm just wondering why John keeps screening my calls. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you guys work, (laughs) you guys working on stuff together. It's amazing to get anything done. Uh, I got to tell you, John's an absolute workhorse. I'm not going to let you take the humble road out either, man. I've never seen uh, anybody work as hard as he does, and he deserves everything coming to him. And and yeah, we're we're pumped to be working working with you guys. So. 
That's awesome. Thank uh, you very much, man. I appreciate that. So we're talking all yeah. things lid rig. We're talking all things trestle. Uh, and we're talking the fly fishing showcase, kind of the, the trifecta here of fly fishing. Um, guys, uh, what else is coming down the pipe for this year? So uh, after the show, um, are you going to have a little more spare time on your hands to get out and hit the water? Or then is it kind of back to getting product out to fly shops? Uh, what, what does the future look like this year for you? You mind if I jump in there, Scott? Fire away. All right. Uh, yeah, I think right after the showcase, we're um, we're very excited to to be releasing the new lid rig product, the the version 2.0. Um, Scott's got uh, those guys at lid rig have a, a very very exciting new product. I got to tell you, I I uh, all cards on the table. I I had seen it on Instagram before we even did the the redesign with them and started working on manufacturing and all that. Uh, and I, you know, I wasn't sure if I got it, you know, I didn't know if I got the concept really. I thought, I don't know about this thing. Um, and then I, we started working together. Scott sent me one and I put it on my hat and started fishing with it. And I mean, I think we hear this a lot. Scott told me that it's a common thing that he hears, but, um, you know, I, I had it on for one outing in my float tube on a little pond and I came back in and uh, went back out with a beanie on cause I got cold. And I'm telling you every single time I change flies, I reached for my hat and was pretty irritated that it wasn't there. So it's, it's amazing how handy it actually is. So I think to answer your question, um, I'm excited to right after the showcase, you're going to start seeing, um, the new, uh, new version 2.0 of lid rig, uh, hit the shelves all over the place. So, yeah, that's, I mean, for, for those that aren't familiar with the product and you'd have to be basically not on social media to not be, but um, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, wow, that's that's revolutionary. And I, I seem to remember, Scott, when you and I talked uh, the first time around that there was some inspiration taken from the golf world with this. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> well, inspiration from, from golf and, and drinking beers. Uh, <laughs> don't know priority-wise. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, essentially... Uh, the fly fishing version of uh, a golf ball marker, right? Um, but it just does a lot more than just uh, sit on a green and mark your ball. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, we're we're from when we last talked. I mean, we're, we're planning to do. Uh, our team is growing. Uh, we've got a bunch of sales reps, and it's throwing gasoline on the fire at this point. Um, you know, and and we're very thankful that. Uh, and back to um, what I alluded to earlier, being patient uh, in the whole COVID pandemic situation, it's kind of slowed everything down. And, you know, we were hoping to have these out uh, a few months ago. But um, with that said, everybody's been very supportive, uh, whether it's shops that are waiting on their orders or people buying them um, on the website. So um, not one single person has asked, for their money back, <laughs> which, which is a, a great sign. And, and, you know, I, I, with John's help, I think we've got a phenomenal product that uh, people are, are itching to use and uh, we're having a heck of a time along the way. So well, I was just going to say, can you walk us through the difference? Cause I did, I thought I saw some pics from the 2.0. Um, What's the difference, and what what exactly does it do other than nip your line and be 
conveniently close at all times with the magnet on like on your ball cap um i thought i saw a beer opener on there was i was i was i wrong on that yeah is this where john will appreciate this i could uh to say you'll have to log into the showcase and and find out <laughs> <laughs> i like it <laughs> no it, <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's a whole different product to be quite frank with you, and and uh, version one was great, uh, but I like to call it the the working prototype, and um, so version two is where to start. It, so it's got magnets on both sides of the nipper, so having magnets on both sides, the reverse polarity, the magnets are pushing against each other. Uh, which means there's no springs or ball bearings in the middle of it. Uh, there's also the, the entire unit's made out of stainless steel, so there's no replaceable blades, which really seems to resonate with folks. Uh, we also um, obviously changed the design, the weight a little bit. Uh, we added an eyelet um, uh, poker as well. And then, you know, for the guys that, like to tell me that they've been using a lanyard for 25 years uh <laughs> there is lanyard access as well um so you don't have to use the clip but um the clip has morphed substantially and i'm very excited about uh the, the clip application because uh yes it clips to your hat but it clips to just about anywhere else you know your backpack strap uh I actually wear mine on my waders, uh, which has been great. Um, and the clip is diamond coated as well. So you can actually sharpen the nippers. Uh, and, you know, guys are seem to be catching on to sharpening their hooks and knives as well, uh, which is great to see. And, you know, I'm, I'm learning uh, along the way too. I, you know, people are using uh, the nippers and they'll stick it right onto their car when they're getting rigged up and they'll uh it acts as a rod holder you know it's it's keeping it upright um oh i see what you know like you gotta hold your rod with it now come on you must have made this a little bigger right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, yeah yeah I so see what you it's mean. uh it's fun and, and boats as well uh we've seen some pretty cool applications there and and uh you know we're just getting going here which is the exciting part and I think there's a lot of different avenues we can take this, but um, you know that's hmm. the uh, that's the elevated pitch. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, all of a sudden from just being the line nipper, you got you know four, five, six tools in one. And I like the I like the idea of the uh, like the the polarized magnets working opposite each other because there's less working parts, and I would imagine that thing's going to last a very long time. Yeah, and I, I got to give credit to uh, to John and Trestle and, and, and just the, the process. You know, I basically called him up and say, said, I've, I've got this crazy idea and a whole bunch of changes I want to make. And, uh, you know, through their um, process and back and forth, and, and it's always good to have a different eye, a different take. And, and um, yeah, they definitely help help uh, influence version two. So, hmm. 
Good stuff. And, Good stuff. And, and John, yeah. I actually have a question for John. I, I get this question all the time from people, you know, well, they start with, oh man, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? And it's quickly followed up by, you know, what's it like starting a business uh, specifically in the fly fishing industry? And I can tell you, I'm having a blast with it, but I, I'd be curious to, to hear your, your perspective. You know, you're a little um, further along than we are, <laughs> but it was, it was, it's great. I mean, until about a few months ago, when I partnered with this brand called Lid Rig. Kind of went sour on me a little bit. <laughs> no, it's uh, no, it's it, you know, it's it's been absolutely a blast. You know, I uh, it's definitely you alluded to it. You know, it's it's harder uh, than a lot of people think. And I know for me, it uh, started out. You know, we started on Kickstarter about three and a half years ago now. Um, and for us, you know, it started. Morgan and myself were. We had an engineering firm. We were designing products for other brands and other industries. And, uh, and I was like, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. Um, you know, we were doing a lot of medical device design and that paid the bills, but I really did not enjoy it at all. I'm kind of dreaded going to work, which was sort of the opposite of why I wanted to start a business. And, uh, so every time I got an outdoor product, like mountain bike space or the fly fishing space, I'd get real excited and passionate. So, when, when I started it, that's, that's what I wanted to do. And that's definitely has not changed. I'm still extremely excited every single day to go to work. And it's, it's the reason I'm able to, to, you know, work hard and, and stay at work a long time is because I, I really do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's an amazing industry. And I, I, you know, what I find quite fascinating is how you guys, both of you, uh, with Trestle and Lidrig honed your products. You know, it's one thing to come out with an idea but it's always, it's all, I mean, look at all the fly fishing companies out there. They're not static. They're always trying to improve it, improve it, improve it. So, I mean, and that's what keeps the customers coming back and, and hopefully makes our, our outdoor experience on the water and off the water that much more enjoyable. Yep. I'll check them out. Absolutely. I realize that wasn't a question. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> you supposed to say something there? Right no. uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys kill me. So um, is, there, is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't covered yet? I mean, um, we'll get all your social media and, and, and whatnot out there. But I, I really wanted us to be able to get this out before the show and then and then we can kind of get three you know three birds with one stone if you know what i mean mm-hmm. one thing i scott are you guys still using veterans to make your your tools i mean maybe you can talk about that a little bit well so i guess that's why we're working with together um with trestle you know my version one was so successful it got to the point where I needed to make a decision, you know, is this going to be a hobby or can this be a, a business? And, um, to, to make it happen, it's, I can, I can start, you know, sourcing, um, manufacturers or I can partner with somebody, the right partner. And I, I talked to a lot of people and, and Trestle really stood out as far as that goes. But, um, so yeah, they've been instrumental in um, guiding me down the the manufacturing process, having 
uh, no experience uh, myself actually. So uh, I've learned mm-hmm. learned a lot uh, along the way, and and um, yeah, I mean it's 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 no joke. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably turn it over to you, John, to uh, to follow up on that. But um, yeah, so but Trestle, long story short, I'm rambling, but uh, Trestle's helping on the manufacturing side um, for now. And, you know, I think as we grow, um, we'd like to stick to our roots and, and uh, you know, keep veterans involved as much as possible. Uh, I think that's pretty instrumental and, you know, but you also got to uh, have the business make money to um, make a bigger impact, which is what I right. th- think we want to do down the road. John, maybe you can speak to what it's like. Like, I think most of us can't imagine actually how much work it is because you got you have a design or like an engineering. You're, you're making something from nothing, and that that's not an easy thing to do, I would imagine. And it takes, I'm sure, a lot of time. Maybe you can speak to what it's like to actually see that come into fruition. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, having something an idea like a napkin sketch and, and turning that into a, you know, a CAD model and then going from the, the CAD model to a physical product, you know, prototype, and then into an actual production level product. I think the biggest thing is um, Scott talked about patience. You know, it always takes um, more work and more time than you think it's going to, to actually get to that production level um, um, product at the end. It's for me, it's incredibly uh, enjoyable to watch. You know, I've always I've always liked making things. I when I was in school, I, I worked construction most of the time. Um, you know, I've always enjoyed working with my hands. And so, uh, for me, actually seeing a, a lot of engineers like to do the CAD model and kind of wash their hands of it. But I've always been uh, really passionate about uh, actually getting into production and and seeing the final product and and, and seeing people use the final product it's been the most rewarding thing for me. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a lot of work and uh, takes a, a fair amount of time in planning, but uh, it's definitely very rewarding. So when you have a little spare time, uh, I, I always like to ask my guests, and I, I'm sure I asked you guys this in the past, but refresh my memory. Uh, Scott, your perfect day on the water, what does it look like? Um, what are you chasing? What kind of water are you fishing? Is it is it in the Denver area? Or uh, walk us through your, your, your perfect day. How did I know you were going to start with me? Uh, (laughs) i I, I actually uh a few weekends ago had the opportunity to fish with sun tau who's you know pretty yeah pretty big uh oh yeah on instagram and could, could not be a nicer guy and uh you know he's after talking to him on the phone um you know about Lidrig and just the industry um i said you know i've got uh some samples and uh and a free weekend and so we ended up meeting at the dream it's called the dream stream out here in denver and uh mm-hmm. he was out there <laughs> i'm pretty sure he got out there around 4 four thirty. so it's a pretty heavily fished area but uh he was in in the best spot and i come you know why i pushed the snooze button came came walking in a little bit later 7 30 
but uh, <laughs> it, I, I just sat there and watched him uh, and kind of asked him to think out loud, right? So I'm watching him use the product, which was great, uh, how he's interacting with it, taking notes, mental notes, and uh, just fish after fish, monster fish after monster fish, I should say. Um, you know, and, and just how intricate he is and watching the satisfaction he got from tying his own flies to landing that big fish uh, was pretty cool. And then I finally got the nod. He said, you know, Scott, why don't you jump in here? But you're going to want to change your, your egg color first. I'm like, really? You know, that's, that's going to take me 15 minutes to retie everything. Is it worth it to go from, you know, orange, orange to yellow? Uh, but you don't question Sun Tao. So I, I did, no. I did it. And I think it was like two or three casts made the biggest brown, brown trout I've ever caught. And, uh, wow. yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was just a great day all around. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty ideal half day, I should say at that. His patterns are unbelievable. I know I've followed him for a long time on on social media, and I just I look at them in awe, and it just it, it inspires I think a lot of people to be better tires and spend more time practicing. Yeah, I, I don't tie my own flies, but definitely something I I want to get into um, after just meeting meeting Sam and and admiring his work too. So yeah, I have a whole new appreciation for it. Yeah, well, you definitely. It, you definitely got out with uh, one of the one of the best. That's great, uh, John. What about you? What's your dream day look like out there? Are you uh, are you hitting uh, some moving water? Still water? What does it look like? You know, I've always been a a river guy. I've always been you know moving water. I, usually this time of year, I'm planning for a, a trip to Kodiak, Alaska, for to swing for kings. Um, last time we spoke, Mark, I think I was telling you I got really into looking for muskie. Um, with a fly mm-hmm. rod and, and at the time I was still skunked, but I'm happy to report after nine straight days, I finally got one. And, uh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we all saw the picture, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so I think, uh, ever since that I've been, you know, pretty, uh, I've been having a lot of fun chasing the, the toothy critters. So good stuff. Yeah. That's uh, well, I would imagine, and I haven't done uh, any fly fishing for muskies because there's none. There's none in my neck of the woods. I definitely would have to do some traveling, but um, they're a bit of a challenge, aren't they? And it's not as though you're going to catch twenty in a day either. Yeah, no, they're, they're pretty tough. They, uh, you know, they're the the species I'm going for are tiger muskie, so they're a little more, um, a little more willing to take a fly than a you know a pure muskie. But uh, from, from my understanding, but I'm not, I'm certainly no expert and I've just been sort of learning it the last probably about two years. Um, so, but I, I definitely enjoy the challenge. The, the nice thing about the muskie that I've been fishing for is they're, they're kind of sight fishing. So you're able to, you know, kind of like, you know, tarpon in coves in some regard, you're coming into six feet, no deeper than six feet of water and you're, you know, sight casting to really big fish and they'll muskie will follow to your boat pretty often which at first is really exciting and then becomes really annoying because they never take the fly <laughs> but uh but it's uh it's a good yeah 
Well, guys, I, I really appreciate you taking the time today. Before we, uh, I'm going to get this, I'm going to try this up tonight and hopefully get it out uh, tomorrow at some point so we can, you know, get it out ahead of the fly fishing showcase. Um, talk to us about your social media, Scott. You first off, how, how can we find Lid Rig? Where do we find uh, your line nippers uh, 2.0? Sure. Yeah, Instagram uh, works out great because got a lot of awesome folks that uh, are believers. And if you catch a big fish, uh, <laughs> usually there's a big smile uh, right behind it, and they're wearing a lid rig. So um, yeah, just at lid rig on Instagram, and uh, we're redoing our website. Um, that's up and running. Just lidrig.com. Perfect. John, what about you and uh, Morgan over at Trestle? Where, how do we get a hold of you? Where do we find you? Yeah, so we are uh, on Instagram or you know Facebook, any of the social channels, TikTok. We even have one on there. Uh, but it's just uh, T-R-X-S-T-L-E. Uh, we say at Trestle, so at Trestle and then uh, Trestle.com. Thanks, guys. I look forward to chatting more with you uh, on the weekend at the Fly Fishing Showcase. Wish you a great season, both of you, on the water. And, and thanks for taking the time again. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Mark. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. you, Mark. Uh, pretty outstanding for, for Trestle and the Showcase. So I, I really do appreciate uh, you doing this, man. Oh, yeah, likewise, especially short notice. It's huge. Really appreciate it. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water.